microgreens for growers and consumers. Hi everyone, it's Lisa here. I'm going to talk to you guys today about the excellent idea of growing microgreens. And what are you going to need to do that? When you grow microgreens, as you can imagine, there's things you need. What I'm going to give you today is a very simple list of some standard items that will help you in the pursuit of microgreens. So one of the first things you're going to need when you want to grow microgreens is a shelf, of course. You need a place to put your microgreens. The second thing that you're going to need is lights. Most people use a two bulb, four foot fluorescent light fixture along with basic T8 fluorescent bulbs like you find at any shop. The next thing you're going to need is the most important. It's your 1020 trays. 1020 trays are important. I recommend you buy both 1020 trays with drain holes and some without. I personally am a bottom waterer, which I'll explain more later. Um, but I use those trays to grow my microgreens. Then you can use paper towel, which is something you want to put over your seeds when you start them as they begin to germinate. A lot of other people use a 10-20 tray stacked on top of each other to do the same thing as a paper towel. Next, you may want a spray bottle to keep your seeds from drying out during germination. When they are germinating, you don't need very much water at all. You just want to keep them moist as they start to grow. The next thing you'd want to get is seed. I recommend, of all the seeds, the brassica family, which would be your broccoli, your, um, your salad family, uh, radish. Those seeds are often the easiest to grow, and they also grow the fastest. So they are very fun to watch. Some people say that it's worth spending the extra money to buy organic seed. I've done research on the topic and am still in the midst of some very conflicting information. While I do agree that people love the concept of an organic seed, I found that simply buying organic seed and while all I add to my seeds are water, that I cannot then go forward and tell people that I sell an organic product, that there's actually additional steps that the state requires in order to say that. So I found that even if I buy organic seed, I can't tell them that my product is organic. I can, however, state my seeds that I bought were organic and I've only added water. There's been nothing else added. So, I mean, you can say one way or another. To me, the biggest important is to say I don't have any gen genetically modified seed. That is what I look for the most. Um, and you can order seeds from pretty much any site. Um, I buy my seed from True Leaf. Not an ad. I wish it was an ad. I wish they let me add them. But I use True Leaf. They take a little bit longer to go there to get to me. But they have the best germination rate of any seed supplier from what I've been told in my research in the country of the United States. In other places, there are definitely lots of other places you can get seed from. You might just want to Google buy radish microgreen seeds in your country and you'll see what you find. Back to those 1020 trays. I meant to tell you. Also, not an ad, but I will tell you that when you buy a 1020 tray, they're usually flimsy 
they fall apart and they don't hold up. When you're selling your microgreens in something, microgreens are considered a high-end product. So think about that. If you're selling your microgreens to customers at a premium, they're not going to want a black tray that's going to fall apart like they so often do when you plant flowers at home. Um, so you want to make sure you buy a little more stable of a tray or you use two trays like I recommended with one with drain holes and one without for bottom watering. I personally use Bootstrap Farmer. They make um, amazing trays that I believe their ad says something about you can put a bowling ball in there and it will not bend. I have been using Bootstrap Farmer's trays for over a year and not one tray has broke or cracked for me at this point. So I feel very confident in suggesting Bootstrap Farmer and their wonderful trays. And hopefully one day we can do an ad for them or give some away for you guys to try. The next thing you're going to want is a scale. You need to weigh out your seeds before you put them in the tray. A lot of people think I just need a little bit of seed because they get used to their old, old rationale of how you want to plant. Microgreen seeds are, are the same as regular seeds for the most part, but all you want to do is you want to add them in a much more, um, I can't think of the word, numerous amount, however you want to say it. You need to put a lot of seed down. Don't be chintzy with the seeds. I am working on putting together numbers for you guys to give you the amount of grams and ounces per each seed. I think it's grams. Yes. I'm told you guys. I am not a sciencey person. I'm also not a weights and measure person. I have a system. It's in my book. I know exactly how much seed is. As a matter of fact, when I get my seeds, I buy them in five to ten pound bags. I literally sit at my table. I take a scale and I spend an entire day taking all of my seeds, pre-weighing them, pouring them into tiny little containers. Um, you know, like those deli cups where you kind of put your, you know, the sauce in, put them in there. I label all of them. And then when it's growing day, it takes me about three seconds. My seeds are already pre-measured. I grab them and I go. But that's what I do. Again, if you're on a smaller scale, you don't need to go to that extreme. The next thing you're going to want is a good pair of scissors or a large sharp knife. When and if you harvest your greens, you need something that's going to cut them and not break through them and not wreck them as you look like they'd be hacked up if you used a, a dull knife. So you just want to use nice scissors, cut them, make them look great, and then package them if that's what you're choosing to do. Again, we sell live microgreens. We do not harvest our microgreens with the exception of sunflower. Um, next, you're going to need your growing medium. Typically, it's potting soil. It could also be. It could also be, bio straight felt. It could be hemp mat. It could be coconut core. There are several different growing mediums available. You need to find which one works best for you and your seeds. A lot of times, it's with maybe if you get a different seed supplier, there might be different mediums that are going to work better for those seeds in different weather conditions. You might have to find something that works best for you. Personally, I use a bio-straight felt melt, bio-straight felt, and that's what my growing medium is. The next thing I have is a timer. I use my timer to set to my lights. So imagine I have all these lights on in my house. I don't want everyone to know that I'm growing or have a grow room in my house because to this day, when I mention to anyone I have a grow room in my house, they look at me 
as if I'm growing the good stuff. And I am growing the good stuff, the good vegetable stuff. But I'm sure you can imagine what they think I'm growing, but I am not. So I set my timer on my lights to make sure that my lights are off at night. Um, I wouldn't want to have people thinking that um, I have lights on in my house all night because I do not. And microgreens don't need to have lights on, on them all the time. Next, you need a fan. You need to keep the crops well ventilated to prevent molds and other issues. You also need a watering can. As your microgreens grow, that little mister is not going to be enough. You need to actually have a watering can. Um, and although most of these supplies should only cost you a few hundred dollars, I'd recommend eight flats as a good starting size. You don't want to go crazy. You don't want to try to grow 20 varieties all at once. You want to start out as a small investment and master one type of microgreen before you move on to the next. Personally, there are microgreens I do not grow to this day because I have not mastered them. And that's okay. You know, it can take me a few years to learn how to figure out how to grow some of the more complicated crops. Or maybe I don't have the right medium or the right seed. In addition, you always have to be careful with where you get your seeds from. Occasionally, there are lots that have problems. So if you want to grow microgreens, which I think we all should, we all can do our part to help change the way we eat vegetables. But I recommend that you simply can always reach out to people like me and like our website at vitalityfarms.com or our vitalityfarmscompany.com. You can reach out there. We even sell grow kits. We sell 10 by 20 grow kits for wheatgrass. We sell 5 by 5 trays um, of an assorted amount of microgreens. I pretty much have only packaged up what I consider easier to grow microgreens. I'm not trying to sell people hard microgreens. Um, that would maybe be very discouraging. Corn is a microgreen that needs to grow mostly in the dark. So that's not a microgreen I sell to the average consumer to do. Now, if you want to buy microgreens on a larger scale, you can certainly reach out to us and we'll, we'll hook you up. We're working on creating a... PDF file that's downloadable for all of you listeners, which will go over all the things that eventually my podcast will hit on. But we're hoping to just continue to talk to you guys, inform you guys, give you guys some information, let you know that it's not so scary. And if you don't want to grow microgreens to sell, because, well, that sounds like a lot of work. It kind of is. But I will tell you, we have tiny grow kits. Like I said, they're five by five. We sell them at a reasonable price. We can ship them. You literally follow the directions from day one to day seven. You have a crop that you can eat for the next two weeks. And it's a substantial portion for a family. So let us know if you need anything. We're here to support you guys. And if you want to grow on a commercial level and get into restaurants and all that, I will recommend not to use soil because the restaurants don't necessarily want soil in their kitchens, of course. So then you need to figure out how you're going to grow your crops successfully and with great germination rates with a different growing medium. All these things we'll continue to talk about. But in the meantime, we're just going to keep giving you a little bit of information. As my audience grows and as you guys ask questions, I'll be happy to give you answers. I'll be happy to do um, bring people on who can talk to you some more. And we will continue to learn and grow microgreens together. And I hope that you guys have a great week. 
And on a side note, I'm sorry that my podcast is a little late getting out. This coronavirus has made the world go mad. And sometimes things are a little bit harder to get to than they should be at this moment. You guys have a great day. And thank you for listening. I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye.